0: Welcome to Flick 66 Marvel Cinematic Universe Special. I am Professor Th- Thomas Parham, and with me, as always, are... Professor Nate Bell! And... Ryan Isaac! And we have three, count them, three student uh, critics with us today.
1: Uh, William Dixon is one of them. Ryan Clem Barnes.
2: And Madison Webster.
0: Right on. Well, let's just dive into this box office. Now, a certain famous director named James Cameron uh, made a, a public statement a few days ago saying, I'm getting tired about Avengers movies, blah, blah. There's room for other stuff. Yeah, like uh. Avatar 2, 3, 4, Terminator 6, James. I oh, wonder is that what, he's after, what you're time? talking <laughs> about. But let's look at the numbers. So far, the 18 Marvel Cinematic Universe films have grossed nearly $6 with with a B, dollars domestically and $14.8 billion worldwide. Black Panther is still in theaters in first mm-hmm. run, mm. although it's coming on video, home video next month because they don't want it to cannibalize box office for Infinity mm. War. Mm-hmm. The right. average domestic gross for an MCU film is $330.8 million. The average worldwide gross is $780.9 million. Mm.
3: That's a lot of money.
0: So guess what? I don't think there's going to be superhero fatigue as long as the movies are good. Right.
3: Now, does this mean that it's bigger than Star Wars collectively? Well, or? no,
0: because there's we've had how many Star Wars movies so nine, far? right? Well, nine. we've had nine with a 10th coming this mm-hmm. summer. That's right. Uh, Christmas special. On Solo. We yeah. don't count the Christmas special. No. <laughs> okay, I, I right. think Lucas, they, they really should put that out officially because they're not making any money off the bootleg prints. Just release it, make it. I'm boring. curious. I just, I wanted to know if anyone did the math and added up the
3: domestic gross of Star Wars, added up the domestic gross of these oh, 18. Oh, box Marvel office Mojo has
0: all that stuff. Oh, okay, well. So, I mean, the, Disney homework. got their money's worth when they bought Marvel and when they bought Lucasfilm. Mm. Um,
2: yeah.
0: and then I looked, I, uh put together a page for everybody of the critical reception of all the movies. Mm-hmm. All 18 movies mm-hmm. are certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. They're not certified fresh, but they are all rated fresh mm. overall with the aggregate. Mm-hmm. The lowest ranking movie of the lot, surprise, surprise, is Thor The Dark World, which I think most people put as their bottom. And Incredible mm. Hulk which is, mm-hmm. is at 67%, so it's close behind. But still, um, you know, they, critically, the movies are still doing well. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: not so, uh, not so uh, shocking. The Phase Three movies have made more money than the other Phase movies, hmm. as well as being more highly regarded by critics than That's the other two phases. Yeah, interesting. So hmm. it's like we're honing the formula. We've got that secret sauce worked <laughs> out. Um, okay, let's just go around. We'll start with Madison. What are your top five favorite MCU films? You don't have to be in order, but just. We're I'm your just top going five. through them because I've seen them yeah, too
3: many do, times. Yeah. Do you do you need a couple minutes to yes. think about it? Okay, okay we can stall we're, for we're you. We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to ask Ryan. That yeah. Ryan Barnes, what right.
0: are your top five Marvel
4: movies? Um, from five to one. Okay. Uh, my top five are Captain America: The First Avenger, Ooh, yeah. Spider-Man: Ooh. Homecoming, okay. Ant-Man, Black Panther, and then Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah, another yeah,
3: Ant-Man good. lover. Woo-hoo. Wow. Now, are, are they supposed to be, like, ranked, or can I just kind of cop out and just give you five you in whatever order? You can give us order? five,
0: <laughs> however you want to do it. Okay.
3: Are we giving any reasons? If
0: Ryan, you, want you want to give reason, reasons, Ryan, do you want to yeah. talk about your reasons?
4: Um, your I just kind of felt like I wanted something from phase one in my top five because it's so forgotten mm. to a degree, and I just, I love the period of World War II, and I loved the kind of it's a it's campy at times definitely for captain america one but what (laughs) but it's it's enjoyable it's really enjoyable and i thought they had a really i thought they had a really good take with spider-man homecoming just kind of doing the best they could to make this movie as fresh as possible given that there were five other spider-man movies (laughs) but we're not talking about those five no forget what you know and (laughs) I loved everything about Ant-Man from the minute it came out. Mm-hmm. Just the ensemble was hilarious and had such depth. And it was just a really interesting movie to me. To, because there was this character that no one had ever really heard of as much as some of the other Avengers. Mm-hmm. And he, Paul Rudd proved he could be up there with the rest of them. Mm. And I went back and forth a lot between Black Panther and Winter Soldier as to which one was my favorite. And I loved the world that they created so much of Wakanda. It was just gorgeous. It was smart. It was clever. And there was just so mm-hmm. much to love about it. But there's just the love that I have for the Captain America character just had to take it over. And mm-hmm. I feel like the fighting was, the fight The fight choreography was a lot better in Winter Soldier than Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And... Being a Barnes, I will always mm-hmm. stick with Bucky. <laughs> I just can't Are get you around a descendant? <laughs> no, but what was funny was I was in a play here last semester, and we all got dog tags because it was a war thing, uh-huh. and my dog tag said James B. Barnes on <laughs> it. No way. Nice, nice, That's nice. Funny. That's very
2: cool,
3: mate. Yeah. So in no particular order, um, I'm also on the Ant Man bandwagon. Yeah. Um, I just you know it's speed, it's wit. Um, its style, which I think is underrated, and I'd love to talk more about, but its creative use of special effects uh, was a, a main selling point for me, particularly because it, it uh, sort of borrowed from one of my favorite classic sci-fi movies, The Incredible Shrinking Man and that kind of dynamic. Um, but I, I just think it's funny and so light on its feet and uh, so refreshingly um, different than uh, maybe some of the more heavy, serious, uh, kind of dramatic entries that um, that I'm, I'm just not as into for some reason. Um, Black Panther, top five, uh, its passion and the complexity of its politics, the uh, kind of freshness of that character. Um, and, uh, and also, I mean, yes, to take into account its, its cultural significance, uh, I think that factors into it as well. But uh, I, I enjoyed watching that. It's, it has a lot of warmth and kind of the intimacy of its drama. Um, uh, I responded to uh, in a positive way. Uh, Doctor Strange makes my top five. Uh, Doctor Strange, and it's not just because um, Scott Derrickson taught my history of cinema class years ago, and I've always uh, remembered him fondly, but um, but no, it's... I think it, you dropped something. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I love it. No, yeah, we're totally Facebook friends. Um, no, it's... it's um, I think what's interesting about Doctor Strange is that it's it's mysticism is a different angle, Uh, you know, is a a much needed dose of strangeness, right, to the Marvel Expanded Universe. It it deals with magic uh, in a dark way, you know, it it deals with the occult, Um, and the way it chooses to, to present those things through some very inventive and trippy action sequences. Um, I, I thought was uh, was highly creative and also when it comes down to it, um, it has a pretty solid kind of you know base and morality that, uh, that, that that the character goes through that, uh, that that's um, um, pretty compelling so that, that's in my top five. Um, the other two were kind of hard <laughs> to kind of round out the top five but um, I just watched Spider-Man homecoming uh, just a few days ago and uh, I really liked its sense of humor and the way it kind of, played its one good idea to the hilt, and that is that we have a character who's both a superhero and a high schooler, and it just kind of milked that for all of the humor and drama that it was worth. Um, and uh, I couldn't think of the fifth, so I'll just put Iron Man, who's the first, and because Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> That's all. I just like it, watching him do his thing. Um, and uh, I don't know how well it holds up. I don't think I've seen it in 10 years, but... Uh, Ten years ago this month, it came out, so... It
0: holds up pretty well. Does it? Yeah. It yeah. It's very well structured.
3: Yeah, and I, I, I find that the, the further back you go, the blurrier they are for me to remember, <laughs> um, just because I'm, you know, in the early stages of senility, but also <laughs> because, um, because you know, it, I, I haven't rewatched these films, I think, since they came out, so... Um, but anyway, that's my top five. Will, how about
1: you? All right, uh, I do want to go on the record and say if I was doing a bottom five, oh. Ant oh. Man would be in there.
5: Mm. Will, oh, shame on you. Anyway, anyway you will. thank you. Oh, anyway, um, you should have never directed that no. Yeah, he's yeah. the
3: only good director in the whole. Thing. Really <laughs> I'm connects. teasing it. That's an overstatement. But anyway, anyway for
5: life. <laughs> I've been.
1: Uh, tossing and turning at night trying to come up with this list (laughs) Um, but so far I have number five is Doctor Strange Mm, Um, awesome I really struggled with this between uh, Thor Ragnarok and the first Mm -hmm. Iron Man I kind of think Doctor Strange has the exact same arc as Tony Stark did in the first Iron Man Mm -hmm. Um, and I wasn't crazy about the final boss fight of just the dormammu i've come to bargain like mm-hmm. a couple times <laughs> um but the movie felt very very like creative and i love the mysticism mm-hmm. and thing. like i just ate it up and yeah. had a lot of fun with it so that made top five mm-hmm. uh number four would be guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. um which i'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. it's the first time it said mm-hmm. um because it was just out of, like i had no expectations going into the mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. and then just had a complete blast with it. Yeah, um, Really enjoyed it. Three, I have Winter Soldier, which I watched again recently. Um, I just think it's very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Marvel movies, there'll be moments where I'll cringe at or something like that, and this had fewer of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, and the, the, yeah, choreography, um, I think is phenomenal uh two i'd give it to black panther um mostly because i feel like it's a step it's a small step but it's a good step for like marvel and they're adding just kind of a little bit edgier of like a theme and a tone and taking on a bigger issue and then number one uh is civil war captain america civil war. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah i, wow. I put that <laughs> as my number one i was pretty blown away in the theater uh the time i saw it, i'm a dc fan over marvel uh and so i was kind of hoping that batman vs superman would destroy it <laughs> and then i saw batman vs superman and i saw that right. and i was like i i can't even as much bias as i have
2: really? i can't
1: even try to compare that like civil war was so really? much better i thought like it handled all the different characters very very well and it's uh, when thinking about this, like the biggest problem with Marvel movies to me is like the third act. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like really try to think of like, oh, what has like a really cool third act? And Civil War, I thought, had kind of the best third act by Interesting. making it smaller and having Iron Man go against Captain cool. and Bucky. It wasn't all what I expected. I mean... You
3: know, no Abraham Lincoln. I mean, there was no, um, you know, the issues. <laughs> I, know. Right I was disappointed
5: going inside.
0: Well, um, anyway, Ryan, that's about cool. List?
5: Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to cheat and say for my number five, it's a tie between Civil War and Avengers. Cause I can't really choose the Because Avengers, you know, they established it. Mm-hmm. And, and just the, the, the ability to get all those names in one place working together, I, I still think is impressive that they were able to do that. Um, but Civil War is just so much fun. And the air, the airport sequence, like mm. I think that that alone is what makes it tied up up there. Uh, I, I think my favorite part of Civil War is you're Captain
0: America. Yeah. I know you too. You're great.
5: <laughs> it's got it's got great drama. It's got great action. It's got great humor. I mean, Avengers does too, but um, this the, yeah, not Avengers too, but yeah. Avengers also. Yeah. Avengers, comma also. yes. My number four is Guardians. Um, yeah, and. It's just a fun movie, and I like I like the idea of family that they have in the first one. I wish that they'd come up with a different idea for the second one, Mm -hmm. uh, but that's another story. Number three, uh, you know, number number three, two, and one for me. uh, They they indicate my true interest in these movies, and that's the more realistic ones. Mm -hmm. And I would say in this order: Winter Soldier, Black Panther, and Iron Man because um, I like the way they're grounded. And the reason why I put Iron Man in number one is because it, it, it had relevance to what was going on in the country at the time. And and that, to me, was significant, that they were making a commentary on modern society, because that's what superhero films were originally meant to be. They were meant to, you know, we during wartime is when superheroes would be created as patriotic, you know, to, to help inspire us. And um, I think that it was significant that, that it place in the Middle East, and there's, yeah. I just think it's a great film. So that's my list. Cool.
2: Um, So in no particular order, I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok, um, Spider-Man Homecoming, Civil War, uh, Iron Man, and oh gosh, what was the other one? I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy. And the reason I chose Iron Man is because that was actually the first of phase one through three, That was the first Marvel movie that I saw, and I really enjoyed it a lot, and that's kind of what got me hooked into the superhero and well, specifically Marvel. And then I actually chose Homecoming and uh, Civil War because of their villains, because a villain that you can relate to helps with the story. I know I was really surprised when I watched Homecoming. I wasn't expecting the villain to be who it was, but also it like helps me understand where he was coming from. And I thought that helped the story a lot. Uh, yeah. And then for Thor Ragnarok, I thought it was just really funny. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that sense of humor and that style.
0: I call it Asgardians. <laughs> <laughs> <True.
3: laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was refreshing to see it mm-hmm. kind of just do a complete tonal shift, yeah. right? In the first five yeah. minutes. So right, you, you enjoy could that.
4: enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. It's telling you it's okay to... To laugh and
0: yeah. Right. Tom?
4: Any other oh. thoughts? Yeah, Matt sorry. From? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, my list. This should be good. And uh, right. <laughs> number five. Well, honorable mention to Ant Man, because yeah. mm-hmm. even though some people don't in this room oh, don't like Ant Man, I just love that they took a character that literally one of the definitely C listers of the Marvel characters and a founding member of the Avengers in the comic books, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And had a fresh spin on him, they skip it's, he's a multi generational hero. We he's the second Ant Man, mm. yeah. but we still have the first Ant Man around. So you've got this built in legacy, and you had that great flashback with, with Peggy Carter and um, and Howard Stark and some of the other mm. and some other people. So uh, props to Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, I'm gonna put Iron Man. It kicked off the MCU proper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a gamble because they didn't know if this was going to work or not, and that's why they put the Easter egg at the end of Nick Fury, mm. and. Uh, I saw an opening night here in Los Angeles, and when they, uh, when at the very end, at the press conference, he reveals his secret identity, the crowd went nuts. <laughs> and I use uh, I use Iron Man as an example in my screenwriting classes, and sometimes when I do a structure lectures elsewhere off campus, that they adhere to the genre, and yet they break a primary rule of the superhero genre, the secret identity. Mm-hmm. In fact, very few characters in the MCU have secret identities. I mean everybody knows Steve's Captain America, everybody knows the Tony's Iron Man, etc. Um, number four, Avengers. Um, it was the culmination of phase one. This had never been done before, and it kind of proved we can make this work. Now it's funny that uh, we're saying this on the eve of Infinity War. Avengers 1, hey, we've got six heroes together, not including Nick Fury and Infinity, where we have 20 some heroes on it. Oh my gosh. But it's a really entertaining movie. And um, it's a lot of fun. I just re- not too recently rewatched it, and it holds up pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think it does what Whedon does best. Unfortunately, Ultron, although it has nice moments, doesn't fall short. Yeah, Several yeah. of the direct sequels don't always work as well as you might like them. You said what Whedon does best? Yeah. You mean
5: kill off important characters? <laughs> <laughs> but resurrect them on TV. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Guardians, i Guardians, uh, put it number three. Yeah. This was a huge risk. And because Hollywood is a town built on schadenfreude, mm-hmm. which is the German word for people rooting for you to fail, mm-hmm. it was a completely, I mean, these are characters that nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the lineup of the Guardians, because the comic book, the team had existed, but that lineup was not the original lineup for the team. Which is why, at the very end, they have, they credit all the different author, or creators of the individual characters. But it works. Mm. It made Chris Pratt a superstar. Yeah. And then Jurassic World cemented that status. But it's a lot of fun. And it mm. could have gone the other way. Yeah. It you got Glenn Close to be in a superhero movie. I mean, mm. come on. Glenn freaking Close. Mm. So, but it's just, it, it's a whole lot of fun. Mm. Uh, it doesn't get too bogged down on exposition. That happens in Age of Ultron, mm. but uh, and who'd have thunk that a monosyllabic character like Groot and Bradley Cooper, thrice Oscar-nominated actor, mm. voicing a surly talking raccoon? Mm. And when people when they announce the voice cast, they're like, "Really? He's terrific! Yeah, he's freaking terrific." Number two, Black Panther. Ah, uh, boy, I almost put this number one, but it's it's so recent hasn't had a chance to settle uh, but it really proved that you can take make an afrocentric hero movie that's going to play equally well in the u.s. and worldwide mm. and as I mentioned earlier they're having to pull it out of theaters early because they mm. don't want to be competing with both uh, Infinity War and eventually uh, Han Solo mm. S- or sorry
3: Solo that's an interesting thought can I just yes. ask a quick question are, are they really afraid that it would siphon business away from Infinity yes. War because people wouldn't want to see both? Well, why? it's it's I mean, coming
0: out in video already. Okay. I mean, okay. they have a street date in early Because people
3: who want to see Infinity War are going to see Infinity
0: War, whether yeah, they see it on still, Friday night the perception, or Saturday night. That's why yeah. they moved Infinity War hmm. back a week, hmm. or, or up a week, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't siphon money, up, money off of solo. That's interesting. I and mean, that's oh. the problem when you... When you have a major studio like Disney, when you mm-hmm. only make X amount of films a year and you mm-hmm. slate them to come out that close. Right, that's, right. You don't even though Rick One Time is yeah. not a great movie, as yeah. we've talked about in a previous podcast, mm-hmm. there there is suspicion that because there, yeah. it was opened so close to Black Panther, right. that they right. siphoned money from their own Of coffers. course, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, so But Black Panther, it works well. I, I find it fascinating that in the trailers for Infinity War, you see Black Panther and Akoya and Shuri in Mm. prominent positions. Mm. So uh, Mm -hmm. it's like they know where their bread is butter. (laughs) Right, right. And then at number one, and I just watched this with my wife Saturday night, uh, Winter Soldier. It holds up so well. And it was a Mm. game changer for the MCU. Mm. Because they, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. were kind of the linchpin that phase one of the MCU were built around. We got the TV spinoff, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is, probably not going to continue beyond the season. It's, it's finishing season five. And my understanding is they're writing the season finale as a series finale. But um, Samuel Jackson did make a couple appearances on the TV show, as did Kobe Smulders, reprising her role as Maria Hill. But Winter Soldier, it's like, hey, remember S.H.I.E.L.D.? Guess what? They're really Hydra in disguise. Psych! Mm. <laughs> and overall, <laughs> I, find it fast, I find it commendable that for... The phase 2 movies instead of giving us the same old same old mm. they started experimenting with genre. Mm-hmm. So Winter Soldier is a conspiracy thriller. Oh, just in case to prove that, we're going to cast Robert Redford as the as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And Robert Redford did several 70s conspiracy thrillers. Right, right. Uh, Guardians is a space adventure. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man is a heist film. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. <laughs> will end right it's not yeah. i'd like to
3: hear your reasons against ant-man because yeah. that why, why that's I, I,
5: I, I, I want to go back What sure. you think of it? i just want to say I, I winter soldier i think as an action fan hmm. best action of because of yeah. oh, so so i mean i i i love black panther but i i wanted much more out of the fight choreography yeah. and i think winter soldier not just the fight choreography but Oh man, the the Nick Fury car sequence Woo! that
0: that was. Oh, me they actually I like guns. They I'm actually sorry. used they showed the Nick Fury car sequence as the tag for the episode of Agents of Shield that right before the movie premiered in theaters. Yeah, Gosh. I mean, but yeah, it's um. Uh, Chris uh, Chris Evans, there's so many Chris's in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Chris Evans has posted on Twitter some of the rehearsals for the fight choreography of Winter Soldier, like the elevator fight. Yeah. it's wow Gosh, i mean
3: i'm struggling to remember anything from that film <laughs> uh, you need like, to watch yes. again mate. granted it was you know it was I also a, i watched it on a small screen, So
4: it was also the mcu's bringing in of the russo brothers which yes. has gotten them to this point where they're yeah. like okay let's let's see if you can handle a team up. Gosh. we'll give we'll make captain america's third movie oh. about all the avengers pretty, oh, pretty, pretty much yeah. <laughs> and if you do well with that we'll give you infinity war because we know joss whedon's on his way out Interesting.
5: Yeah. So my, my I'm not going to speak for Will, but my reason, one, I automatically have to, why do you take a movie away from Edgar Wright, who has proved himself a fantastic director and auteur time and time again, mm-hmm. and give it to a yes man, literally yes man, the director of yes <laughs> man, page three, uh, who who just has never shown his own personal style, and mm. maybe that's what they want, maybe, maybe Disney wants someone know. that will just be... Just to able to give them that. what they want, yeah. but I saw, I saw it. It was just cheesy to me. Hmm. There was a lot of parts where I was rolling my eyes, yeah. and yeah. I don't, I didn't want. If I hadn't, if you hadn't dangled the idea of of an Edgar Wright film in front of me, then I probably wouldn't be as disappointed. But
3: yeah, I don't know the reasons why they took it away from Edgar Wright. Because uh, personal, he wanted he personal, yeah, personal creative expression. And yeah, they wanted well, him to do
5: what they said. It's been destined to go
3: down as one of those, you know what if scenario people that right, uh,
5: read his screenplay for yeah. him and said it's
0: the most definitive like right. Marvel
5: screenplay mm. it's so funny though that never
0: got made I mean, no. you gotta remember mm. at the end of the day Marvel Studios is a subdivision of the Walt Disney Company They're and safe. what what, yeah. what yeah. happened with Edgar River being disattached or, or unattached what's the proper mm. Yeah. For him not directing Ant Man yeah. after developing it for nearly a decade, mm-hmm. they did give him co-story credit, mm-hmm. but that's nothing compared to what happened on Solo when mm-hmm. they removed the directors yeah. during filming no. and yeah. then brought talk okay. about. A, I mean, Ron Howard. I'm sorry, seriously. Well,
5: what, I know, about? and that's why, and he's the he's the, the quintessential yes man. But that's why yeah. I think no one's excited about Solo. And I'm actually, I was surprised that Ant-Man was as good as it was, mm-hmm. but I think the best sequences, like the train sequence, mm-hmm. the toy train sequence, are, were, things, are right? things that I'm were taken forever, right? right. Yeah. And it disappoints mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You watch Baby Driver, you watch any of his movies, Ooh, and, and, and you look baby. at it and you go sure. like, wow, what if that director had been given the freedom to to work with him? Yeah. And I think it would have been... Miraculous. Okay, you know, not,
3: not to take anything away from Edgar Wright, I'm sure the film would have been fantastic with him involved more, but um, I do want to come to the defense of Peyton Reed. Now, I know this sounds weird, but like what I respond to mostly in, in, in film is style, right? I mean, I don't always remember the story. I can't really track the arcs. You guys are all much more sophisticated when it comes to like understanding story mechanics and things like that. But I, I look at the, the style and tone of a film. That's really what stands out to me in a movie. And when I watched Ant-Man, and by the way, Peyton Reed, to to my mind, has made two of the best romantic comedies, or even if you want to call it that, um, of the last decade with, um, not Yes Man, I have not seen Yes Man, so I can't speak to that. But Down With Love and The Breakup, I think, are two very underrated films. Um, so, So when I heard the Hughes involved, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I watched the film, and the timing, the timing is the thing for me. Like the, comic um, the comic timing, yes. And I think he is an excellent director I see, I of don't comic actors. Like,
5: I think that's Paul Rudd. Uh, you know
3: what? Yeah. No, it, it, it has to do with the camera placement and how long you stay on a shot and um, you know, just kind of the overall rhythm of the film. I feel like a lot of these films, especially the big action ones like the ones directed by the Russo brothers, don't have a sense of pace. They don't have a sense of timing. It's all kind of an onslaught, you know, like one thing after another. Um, but whereas Ant-Man, it, it breathed more interestingly mm. to me. And it actually had one uh, sequence that I thought was unusually poignant, um, is where he kind of shrinks down to the subatomic level mm-hmm. um, and kind of goes into this bizarre space that's like even smaller. But it's his, you know, the, the love of his, r- his... The quantum realm. The quantum realm, yeah. And his, the love of his daughter kind of brings him back mm-hmm. out of that again. I thought that was a strangely poignant moment to put mm. in the middle of a very funny film and um, it's actually one of the things that, uh, that intrigues me the most about that whole shrinking man scenario in the first place. But To mediate yeah. between mm-hmm.
0: your two opinions, mm-hmm. I think one of the benefits for Ant-Man that does work for me mm-hmm. is you've got kind of an indie cast, Paul mm-hmm. Rush. You've got Corey Stoll. Mm-hmm. You've got Michael. Judy. I just, uh, Greer. I was laughing
3: my head off during that Judy film. Greer. <laughs> Michael
0: Pena. Yeah. In a Marvel movie. Yeah. Know? And so. Some of it's
3: the writing too. And, and I really Pino. think that uh,
0: yeah. it's almost like playing volleyball. Yeah. Edgar Wright set the ball yeah. so that uh Peyton Reed should even more. It's
5: like look he did great casting. Look he had great ideas. Now yeah. let's give it to someone who has mm-hmm. a tone that I don't think it works. Yeah. And, Some of this screenplay I know, I know I know Adam tone doesn't work,
3: Adam McKay she's, she's Adam it, right? McKay was one of the several screenwriters on, that film. So, on it. so I think he gave it a, a jolt of Energy and humor that I was love, lacking.
0: I love the Burglars yeah. Three. Okay, yeah. I, if if yeah, they okay. hadn't killed off the Warriors Three yeah. so ignominiously in no. uh, <laughs> I'll just in Ragnarok, I really wanted to team right. up between the Burglars Three and the Warriors Three. <laughs> right, right. But
3: I'll just say one more thing. And you're I, good. I'm sorry, you're Will, good. You're, you've been raising your no, hand so patiently. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Don't worry, you can. Cut in. Thank We're not in class right yeah, now. But I just wanted to say that, um, well, I forgot what I was going to say. So let's have we'll- real right. <laughs> we'll safe. <it> <laughs> right.
1: So I had just kind of two real big yeah. problems with mm-hmm. it. Uh, well, mm-hmm. first thing I do have to say is that mm-hmm. Paul Rudd is probably like my favorite actor out of all mm-hmm. of the MCU. I yeah. really, really enjoy him. I think he's a really funny guy. Um, so I enjoyed watching him in that movie. However, I think that movie had, like, the worst villain uh, in mm. any oh, of the and, Yeah, it, mm-hmm. well, just the fact that, like, so he was yeah. never relevant until mm-hmm. the last five minutes with that fun mm-hmm. toy. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, now this guy's at my daughter's house. And it was like, okay, that was messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is uh, Evangeline Lilly and... Michael Douglas, Mm -hmm. I thought were completely wooden in that entire Mm -hmm. movie. I thought they were, like, there was was a moment where uh, Mm -hmm. she walks in um, with her terrible haircut, and uh, Michael Douglas is like standing above a fireplace, and he like turns and looks at her, and he's like, it's time I tell you about your mother, and like, I see like a tear go down her face that I knew, I knew, like a PA on set ran up yeah. and dropped her ran up and jabbed her eye, and, oh my the, gosh, and funny. then left, and <laughs> yeah, I just didn't
5: buy into, mm-hmm. I love
1: Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. um, those two things
0: really hurt the movie. Oh, interesting
5: all red's why i have civil war on my list though. yeah, that, yeah man, he his, was great he's
0: his, his, his thinking civil war is just oh. the dude's well, comedy gold yeah right. no, he's supposed to be like one of the nicest guys in hollywood mm-hmm. that's
5: another reason i have heard that as well and mm. I, that, I gravitate towards actors that are yeah. like
0: that well now that we yeah. said wonderful things about these movies as a whole let's talk about some of the problems with these movies okay. um right. the criticism ethnic diversity Specifically, the charges of whitewashing in Iron Man 3 with the character of the Mandarin, and yeah. making the ancient woman, one, instead of an an older Asian man, a Celtic woman. And there's... <laughs> woo, yeah, there were a lot of unhappy Asian Americans yeah. with those two films. Well, I know...
3: It- the, the filmmaking team defended the choice to cast Tilda Swinton in Doctor yeah. Strange because the original character was also problematic, right? Yeah. To cast him, but they could have, you know, they could have changed that character. I think by making, by by casting an alien from outer space, <laughs> Tilda Swinton, right? <laughs> this, this amazing creature who descended to Earth to make awesome movies. Um, <laughs> I thought that they they kind of, um, I, I thought that they they kind of, I don't know, they diffused some of that tension that could have been there when. Putting the uh, I'm sorry the ancient one uh, I read I read one comic book in my entire life wow. and that was Doctor Strange's uh, origin story, um, but uh, but I could see how that character would also kind of reek of Orientalism and kind of um, you know need need an upgrade anyways, um, so I, I thought would- they, they I thought they they basically avoided controversy by casting the old but that's just my uh, avoided, my take, yeah. well of course there
4: was to. no way around it yeah. like if they did what the comic book origin was there would be Bad issues Bible. and then if they did exactly what they did there was going to be issues yeah. there there was going to be some kerfuffle no matter what just because there are people a brouhaha, perhaps? yes <laughs> i like kerfuffle yeah, just, no. be, just because there are things that people look for to be upset with yeah. in the in especially films like this where it's a genre that's mm-hmm. not really Mm -hmm. appreciated outside of the fan base because like it was a shock to a lot of people that logan was able to get a screenwriting nomination Mm -hmm. for an oscar this last year and it's because this genre is basically condensed to you can get special effects nominations but not win Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i feel like there's just a lot of people wanting to find things wrong with things well
3: who'd you have cast i'm curious uh, in that role but a little fantasy casting scenario. As okay. the ancient one. Yeah, As, I mean, is there someone in mind that uh, could have I don't shouldered have a that actor in um, mind Because um, because Tilda Swinton has played men, she's played women, she's played, played all kind. Of, I don't even know. Like yeah. she's British, right? So, yeah. but you know, I, I think I'm sure. on behalf of yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> I don't know,
0: know what. I think yeah. the problem yeah. is when you take there are two major Asian characters in the Doctor Strange. Yes, yes. And to remove one yeah. from the film adaptation mm-hmm. and make him into a basically a white woman. Yeah. Now, as other strangely as mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton is, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, she is still an Anglo woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could be perceived as problematic. I mm-hmm. wonder if had they made if they had gender flipped Wong mm-hmm. to a woman mm-hmm. and then kept the ancient one as a man, if it might have Yeah. You know, salve some, know, some sure.
4: but then you wouldn't have the beauty of Benedict Cumberbatch with Benedict Wong,
0: yeah. The, oh, the two Benedicts sure. just had yeah. to be mm. together, uh, mm-hmm. like eggs, Benedict? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. I think we've exhausted the Doctor Strange thing. What about uh, what about the Mandarin? Ben Kingsley is the Mandarin in yeah. Iron Man 3. Oh, wow, and that's <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and that's that's kind of an issue because not only did they change a villain that's supposed to be Asian, and I can understand why they need to do something with the character, because mm. he's really this this horrible <laughs> ethnic stereotype, yeah. but, again, to take an, a role written mm. as an Asian man and give it to, Ben Kingsley is an ethnic man, mm. right. but still, he's mostly, uh you know, mm-hmm. mostly white dude. Mm. Right. And yeah. British, and so...
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about this, because the only other movie I had seen Ben Kingsley in before Iron Man 3 was Gandhi. Gandhi. Gandhi you know, huh. He's not, he's yeah. not Indian. Yeah. No. <laughs> what no. is his background? I'm curious. I'm, I'm not sure, but I,
1: can Middle Eastern I, mean, I think he's it little well. with, with Iron Man 3, I do not necessarily think the problem was the casting of mm-hmm. uh, Ben Kingsley. I think it was more so the fact that he was a complete... Mm. In the movie at least that was my instead of a threat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my problem with it is the trailers built it up so much it has his voiceover Mm -hmm. of the uh, Like some people call me a terrorist I call myself like a liberator or something like that Mm -hmm. and it was like really cool And then it's just like oh, yeah he turns out to be like Joe that homeless guy that we're giving sandwiches to give these speeches to Mm. and I just I don't know. I, Iron Man three is probably like my least favorite. I actually Thor Dark World, but mm-hmm. Iron Man three is really bad. But mm-hmm. I feel like
5: I was just as disappointed by Mickey Rourke and Iron Man two. Yeah,
1: <sighs> yeah, he was bad too. <sighs> and they built
5: that up a lot in trailers That's as
0: well. True. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's some, there's. It's one of those situations. I think part of the problem overall is so many of these characters were created in a time where there weren't many heroes of color. And uh if it weren't for the fact that the ultimate Marvel Universe, an imprint that no longer exists, had a Nick Fury that looked suspiciously like Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. that would have been another Anglo character. Um But we did, you know, we all Rhodey, uh War Machine was always black in the comics, and Falcon obviously was always black in the comics, Black Panther, yeah. the very first black superhero, by the way, but not African American, he's African. Mm-hmm. Falcon is <laughs> the first African. American superhero. I kind of feel for my Latino brothers and sisters because they have, like, zero repre- rep- representation. Of
3: these I'm sure the next 30 or 40 films will <laughs> yeah. remedy that situation, right?
4: <laughs> I'm not even Maybe. sure, because yeah. Marvel announced the next three properties. They're thinking of turning into films, mm-hmm. and they're looking at The Eternals, which mm-hmm. is kind of mm-hmm. Thanos' um, area, mm-hmm. and Nova, oh. and moon knight Hmm. Mm -hmm. and i don't know what they would do with that but i feel like there are just certain characters that they would have to dig into in other ways maybe bring because they're also bringing in another african-american superhero because they're bringing lawrence fishburne is
0: in as goliath in ant-man and the wasp well we don't know if he's going to be goliath per se but he's the character who becomes goliath yes so
5: so. Alright, Disney made Coco so they can rest on that for. <laughs> <Yeah, there we laughs> but Coco doesn't wear If
3: the Marvel universe extended to uh, the Western genre, uh, we could have. Um, um, that th- there are Latino uh, characters in the, in that uh, universe. I just found out five seconds ago. So, um, <laughs> but also uh, Captain Marvel, right? Um, Real has uh, has uh, uh, Cheetah, right? Who's I guess
4: uh, also considered Wonder Woman. That's
3: Wonder Woman. Oh, excuse me, and they shut cast, my uh, mouth. Uh,
4: How
0: and
3: about the... <laughs> wrong franchise, mate. Yeah. Sorry, how about defense? <laughs> um, Never
0: mind. Let's uh, I should just stop uh, I right now. Put Madison on the spot here. <laughs> uh, Avengers 2 took some serious hits, especially Joss Whedon mm-hmm. for portrayal of women, specifically Black uh, Widow and the revelation that part of the black widow program in mother russia was that she was sterilized Mm -hmm. um how do you did did you did that plot rub you the wrong wrong way like it did many other women and how (laughs) how do you what do you think about representation of women in the because you still have in the first round of avengers we just get black widow as a token Mm -hmm. woman and the second you know round two we do get scarlet witch as well and then you have maria hill a supporting character in uh, in the early MCU films, um, problem not a problem. I mean,
2: yes, but I also try not to take it like too much to heart because mm-hmm. you look at like the history of like superhero comic book stuff, and it's very like um, male centered from like from the beginning. I do enjoy the fact that they are starting to incorporate women more into far more powerful positions. Captain Marvel. And in more recent films like Black Panther, definitely more powerful positions for women. The Dora Milaje. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they will do to kind of push that even further to kind of break those stereotypes. Um, But it did run me just a little bit the wrong way because I was just like, okay, that's great. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Can
2: we do something else now?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Kind of... uh... I know, as like a straight white male, you all are demanding my opinion on this. So, I will say, kind of what we were talking about with the, uh, like, casting, the uh, changing with Tilda Swinton, with, I think Marvel kind of limits themselves by only, like, at the beginning, only really having Black Panther among the Avengers, Black Black Widow among the Avengers. Um, And it's because she becomes a representation for like all women so if she wants to be a mother then it's like well we're not all motherly like some Mm. of us aren't that way but if she doesn't then it's like she's rude and like what is she saying about those of us who are Mm -hmm. and so i think by limiting themselves with only black widow and not giving a bunch of different characters with a bunch of different opinions and thoughts and that way, then it becomes one person representing an entire gender, and it mm. does not
5: work, which is why Black Panther works because yeah. you have a variety of representations and views within the same culture. <coughs> and they're like, okay, hey, yeah. we get a balance, and that that's what makes good drama.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that both Shuri and Akoya are always busting to Charles' chops. Yeah. yeah, did he freeze? <laughs> he froze, <laughs> he froze. <laughs> uh, deer in headlights, okay. Uh, The TV shows. One of the cool things that Marvel did decide to do with uh, Disney Corporate's Blessing is to tie in the television series to the greater film series. Some of them have been direct tie-ins, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. Uh, Others have had indirect tie-ins, the Netflix shows, which right now consist of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and The Punisher. So we don't get the overt crossovers like we do on the ABC shows. But we do get, oh, references to the Battle of New York, little kids running around in Captain America costumes, et cetera. What do we think about the shows? I mean, the quality of the shows overall, whether they... Can, I, can I jump in? Because I'm to super
5: passionate about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Netflix shows are better than anything they've done in the films. Um, I think that although although I, I do feel that there is should be some credit for uh, uh, Daredevil Season 1, there's a lot from foreign action movies that has been lifted and put into that series. Yeah. And if you're gonna borrow, borrow from something great, I have no problem with that. But I do feel like uh, you know credit needs to be given where credit is due. The Luke Cage, um, you know, this is this is pre Black Panther, and and it's more grounded, I think, than anyone expected in realism and social issues. The Talking about gender issues, Jessica Jones, what that did—that yeah. was just so powerful. Um, the only, the only disappointment in my mind, and I'm not—I'm not even one to say I don't. As someone who loves martial arts and kung fu movies and just Eastern action films, I'm not one to um, bash on Iron Fist. But the Defenders series was the one that
0: disappointed me—the yeah. only one that disappointed me. Oh, did you finish Iron Fist? Yeah, I did. Is it worth finishing? Because a, a friend of mine who has worked for one of the major comic book companies said, "Do yourself a favor, don't finish it."
5: Well, I'm not. I'm not a huge comic book person,
0: so I'm. I
5: was going into it as someone who watches, like I said, a lot of Eastern action movies, and and it it does a great job of Americanizing without, you know, bastardizing those 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 franchises. Um, so I really appreciated that. The kind of Bringing in a little bit of the mysti- mysticism of that, um, I just love kung fu movies, mm-hmm. and I like that they were they were unabashedly making a kung fu series. Uh, are there is there controversy about the whitewashing? Yeah, and I get it, I understand, well, it, like, but it the, doesn't really make sense. It, it's to not me.
0: even whitewashing. They, no, you're right. It is. Mar- Marvel made the crazy choice. We cast a white guy to play a white guy. I shouldn't Ooh. say it's not whitewashing.
5: That's a that's a bad phrase. The cultural appropriation of of Eastern action into an American white. But that's what the American. character
0: is about. Yeah, no, I get it. I
5: get it. So for me, like that, it was exciting to me because I love those movies. So I like that they were integrated. And but I can see that the the flip side of that. Well, like, well, rather than loving those movies, now they're just going to steal from them. But for me, you know, I'm choosing to see the positive, just like I did with. Um, Daredevil, and that no, they didn't just steal from better things, but they they saw the potential of something that most audiences won't see because it's niche. You know, uh, the films I'm talking about are Indonesian action kung fu or uh, martial arts movies, and I very few people I think outside of you know action diehard fans are going to go see The Raid. Um, mm. So I like that that they they did that, and I was okay with it. But I get the argument that it's like, well. Rather than give us a Kung Fu narrative, you're just gonna take it and place it. But you're right, that's what it was. So if you're gonna be accurate to the source material, it's just it, it, you, you're you gonna upset someone almost no matter what you do these days, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think others of you have
4: thoughts about the Netflix shows in particular? I, no,
0: go
4: ahead. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen all of Daredevil, all of Jessica Jones. All of Iron Fist and the Defenders. I've seen the pilot of Luke Cage and none of Punisher. I need to get on Punisher. Oh, Punisher. Punisher's good. Punisher's my second um,
0: favorite to Jessica Jones.
4: My biggest criticism of the Netflix shows, if I had to have one, is I think I just kind of feel like aside from season one Daredevil, none of them can sustain the 13 episode um, run. Yeah, and I agree with and that. Defenders yes. couldn't even sustain eight episodes. Mm. Mm. And it's just. Like there's, it's there's always a dead episode yeah. in one of these shows, and that was one of the things where, because I have I've been watching almost no TV lately because I'm trying to graduate. But the <laughs> onesy top, right? And I know this isn't Marvel, but the one show that I kept up with the entire season was this first season of Black Lightning, mm-hmm. and Black Lightning did the one did that. It sustained the thirteen episodes. It had no dead episodes mm-hmm. or sub. Suppl- subplots that weren't necessary was it the best thing that i've ever seen not necessarily but it was really enjoyable and i wish Mm -hmm. that they could like if they could take these netflix series and do eight episodes because i think they could sustain eight episodes and defenders could have sustained five maybe six Mm
0: i i have something to add to that but i'll let madison go
2: next uh i've seen all of the punisher and i've seen all of jessica jones and i have to say i really 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 enjoyed the first season of jessica jones I was a little disappointed with the second season, just a little bit, because I was really irritated with Trish Walker. Oh my gosh! Speckers. My so goodness, much. I wanted oh her to gosh. just leave. She's awful. Just leave. <laughs> I just wanted her to leave and never come back. Anyways. Oh wow. Um, <laughs>
3: what am I missing here? I, like, yeah. um,
2: I did see the first mm. few seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I know is not on Netflix, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that, and then I was just kind of like, oh, well, it's meh. And sure. I actually have not seen Daredevil or The Defenders. And based off of all of your reviews on The Defenders, I probably <laughs> won't watch it. But I will look into Daredevil and
1: Cage. Daredevil's good. Um, I will say I think they should give Foggy Nelson a terrible death. Yeah. <laughs> I would be okay <laughs> with that. that. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of him.
4: I liked him better in The Mighty Ducks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was in The Mighty Ducks. He was the guy who had the slap shot. Oh, wow. And
5: it's- and yet, I just said, the whole, the whole, uh, that's where it drags, season one drags for me, where they, they doing the backstory and they're like, oh, right. training. And, and it's always with these shows too. I, 10 episodes would be enough because there's always a, yeah. an episode where they're healing, where they're like mm-hmm. injured and we got to see like flashbacks or like, what's the backstory of the villain for,
0: and it, it, it kills the momentum of the show. I have uh, to add on to what Ryan said. I think part of the. Problem with the Netflix series is that most of them do thirteen and cannot sustain thirteen. Yeah. Specifically with Luke Cage and with uh, Defenders, you kill the better villain first mm-hmm. and leave the lesser villain for the conclusion of the arc. And oh my gosh, you're just like this villain stinks. Yeah. Especially after we're like, uh, we
5: got this Academy Award-winning actor that everyone's excited, <laughs> <in> <laughs> and then you just
0: get rid of him. It's like yeah, wow. it's just. Uh, so I think they would be, they would benefit from shorter seasons, and if the arcs were a little, if you didn't just have one major story arc, if maybe you had two arcs per season. A standalone episode doesn't need to be a kiss of death, but the way that they've written the standalone episodes, they're terrible. It's just like, oh, I'm licking my wounds and flashing back to something mm-hmm. that nobody yeah. really cares about To I- you fast forward to the next
4: Next, next. I did skip the standalone episode of Jessica Jones season two where it's the flashback because t- mm, I'm just like that. bored now. You've already gotten me hating Trish. I'm not gonna watch <laughs> her oh, younger self be so trashy. <laughs>
0: seriously, I just ugh. I know um. it's not a
5: Netflix or I don't even know if it's like a technically a Marvel Studios property, but I also I have to say I think Legion season it's- one is. But it, it, is, it, is a, it
0: is a Marvel no, it's, comic. It's not MCU. Though. Okay, but MCU. No, I, I think
5: it's worth mentioning <laughs> that I think that that was groundbreaking and amazing in so many different ways. It's an X-Men show. not an X-Men show. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: uh, on. Thanks. Um, any closing thoughts? Oh, by the way, give a shout-out. Freeform has runaways, and they're developing... Or no, they're not developing. They're uh, in production on Cloak and Dagger mm-hmm. for Freeform. So... I
5: have a hard time watching anything with the freeform logo just cuz I'm like it's quality is dorky. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe something will get me in head not. In bed. was pretty good. Should we
3: talk uh, about should we talk about um, anticipating Infinity War a little well, bit without Madison's contributions cuz she's seen it, seen it already. What did you? Anything. What's your connection, You're you know? to <laughs> her
0: so she can't yeah. spoil I mean, us. Can you say um, oh dear. Who died? <laughs> yeah. she just whispered it to me I can't no. believe it <laughs> <laughs> you know a, a lot has been made that some of these some of the actors contracts have expired yeah. I mean Robert Downey Jr. had to do new contracts for some, his appearances in Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming well mm. worth it by the way Okay, but yeah. uh, whether we're going to see a changing of the guard in this Avengers movie or in number 4 which maybe they'll release the title after Avengers 3 has had its primary run so we can Evidently, the title for four is a is a spoiler of three and so. Infinity oh. War two. No, that yeah. Yeah. they yeah. abandoned that. Wait a minute. Can, can I
3: just ask a question? Uh, we already know, don't we, that the, that Thanos doesn't die in this film, right? I he's, would suspect it's hard he's coming to back for I'm the next. Titan. Okay, so that to me just makes my heart sink. Like, what? It seems so pointless. That, like, um, I mean, to know that, uh, that we won't reach a satisfying um, kind of conclusion I for mean, this that, film. What, you're- Naming yeah. the, all the Lord of the Rings,
0: the Harry yeah. Potter. Uh, well, I mean,
3: that was one this. story. I mean, I, I here's the thing. We've well, this seen is one chapter. We yeah. We've seen
0: Thanos wow. since Avengers okay. 1 And right. that was what? Let's see. Avengers was number six, Infinity was number nine. 13 films. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's, <laughs> um, to Thanos, here's so. my <laughs> big problem coming
3: into it. This is the baggage that I'm bringing into it. Is that it just seems too much of everything? Um, it's too long, too many characters, too much action. <laughs> just, I'm sounding like a cranky old guy here, but I, I Get feel off like, my lawn. but look, I mean, it's kind of, it, it's no longer a novelty to have this shared universe anymore. When Universal got the brilliant idea of, of combining Frankenstein and the Wolfman in one movie back oh. in 1943, like I'm sure audiences freaked out then because that was so <laughs> cool, but the thing is 20 some, tw- how many, 25 superheroes all sharing space together? 20 Just, plus. Someone's gotta get short shrift here and what they each have what five lines each that's all we're budgeted for because we don't want the movie to be six hours um i'm not really looking forward to infinity war Uh, even the title sends chills down my spine Mm. because it just you know it's an endless war Um, (laughs) but anyway i i just um it just sounds exhausting just you know contemplating uh, what's going to be in this film? The and, is, and the guy, and, and sorry, Thanos. Yes, they've spent billions of dollars in eighteen films leading up to his appearance, and he looks like the guy who fixed my air conditioning yeah. last week. <laughs> I just, I don't. Is he the greatest? Purple for villain? Bruce okay. what I call. Yeah. Um Purple But anyhow, I, I'm sure that um, I'm sure that it's it, yeah, I'm sure
0: that it's got
1: good
3: things in it. But they're, uh, they're predicting a two hundred
0: yeah. million plus yeah. opening.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They'll they'll make a lot of money. I think if they want to be really Mm -hmm. smart, at least like what I was thinking about this, is that like thirty minutes into the movie, like Thanos comes down, Avengers confront him, that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Thanos kills somebody like Thor or Hulk Mm -hmm. right at the beginning. I see. And you're just like, yeah, wait a second. Mm -hmm. I thought those guys were untouchable. Well, exactly. exactly And then the entire time you're sitting Mm -hmm. there like how on earth is like captain america mm-hmm. going to go up against this guy when thor who's a tier above him just got his head ripped off by oh, okay although that will never happen cuz it's disney but right. i'm just I afraid would wish it would.
3: at this point when a when a franchise becomes this big um, that it ceases to become filmmaking
0: of a sort, you know, that, is, happened,
5: that happened a long time. Ago.
0: Yeah, it, so that happened in the '80s. So y- yeah, well, yeah, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that. One of mm-hmm. the articles I came across doing research, writing research paper a couple of years ago, is saying that what Marvel's really done is brought television to movie theaters, mm. because the way these films connect is more a television, television aesthetic yeah. than a film aesthetic. Yeah, sense. well, yeah, so, but at the end too. of the day eight what it was it eighteen billion dollars or fourteen point eight billion dollars so far. It's Mm -hmm. like it's working for Disney and working for a lot of people, so they'll have my money this weekend. (laughs) Okay. Anybody have any closing thoughts before you wrap up? Bucky, do you want to say anything? (laughs) Uh,
4: Um I'm not going in anticipating this to be my favorite movie. I hope to have fun with it, but One of the reasons that, like, you look at the top five that I had, I don't have any team-up movies in them. And that's just because I feel like there's always been a sense in, even in the first Avengers for me, where I just kind of felt like there were characters who get shafted in light of other characters. And with this many characters, I know that there are going to be moments where I'm thinking, I wish Mm -hmm. that there was more of this. But they've already said, like, there are characters like hawkeye ant-man wasp and captain marvel are going to be much more prominent in the fourth one and not as much in this one and they're going to back go back and forth with stuff like that Mm. but i anticipate it's going to be fun i think it's going to be really interesting to see how you create a villain like thanos and have it be not just like because the Russos have said they want him to be the Darth Vader of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm like, nope. you're shooting way too <laughs> high with that. <laughs> but... If he hadn't been made to have CGI,
5: then maybe they'd yeah, have a shot. But, give yeah, him his headgear, maybe.
4: <laughs> I do have some hope in Thanos just because I love Josh Brolin as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to do a phenomenal job. And I think mm. he's he has more resources to make Thanos... Good than say a fantastic actor like Oscar Isaac and the trash he was handed to play Apocalypse in no, X Men no, no, no. Apocalypse. No, no, no. So I'm going in optimistic. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be my favorite, but. Mm-hmm. I expect to have a lot of fun. Yes, cool.
3: And I hope he'll survive for Thanos, the Hand of Fate, <laughs> coming out uh,
4: in summer of 2020,
5: right? <laughs> are we, uh, we going to get a Howard the Duck movie again? Oh, <laughs> bring the I Shadow back. I, I love not. the Shadow. Anyway.
0: Wrong universe. Oh. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll hopefully see you at the movies. Peace!